in the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea. For so it has been written by the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word, so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. Uh, well, friends, I've got my mask on because uh, Judy Horn just looked up her COVID test and she is positive and she's sitting at the piano. Uh, so those of us in the sanctuary are wanting to be a little bit careful here, and we are uh, now want to uh, lift our prayers uh, for Judy and for Jim and the hope that uh, they have mild, if any, symptoms. But yet again, um, this virus is spreading, and there's a reason why uh, I am uh, so committed to us wearing masks and being careful. But today is Epiphany Sunday. It is uh, that uh, day when the Magi, the wise men, arrive to see the very face of Jesus. And an Epiphany, by definition, is an aha moment. It's a moment when we see things as they really are. Epiphany is a moment when everything becomes very, very clear to us. And of course, in a biblical context, an epiphany is a manifestation of God. And by God's appearing before us, we have this clarity that we could not otherwise have. 
Uh, Moses has an epiphany at the burning bush. Saul has an epiphany on the Damascus road, and the scales fall from his eyes, and he sees. But I think the most important epiphany in Scripture is this one, the one where the Magi arrive and see this child, Jesus. I think when we look at this text, there are at least three things it tells us about what an epiphany should mean for our own lives in Christ. It isn't just something that that happens to them, it's something that happens to us and perhaps even sets us on the road for the year ahead. The first thing we should pay attention to is, of course, that these wise men are Gentiles. Now, that is significant because it forecasts, it shows us right from the beginning that Jesus is a gift given to the whole world and no one is to be excluded. I mean, after all, Joseph, his father, is a righteous man. He is a very observant Jew, and yet neither he nor Mary says to these wise men, go away. They are from different countries and different cultures, speaking different languages, wearing different clothing, and yet they are not excluded from the promise of of God in the face, in the life of Jesus Christ. And so it encourages us to remember that in our world, the world is one that wants to divide people out, people who are in, people who are out, people who are excluded, people who are included, people we like, people we don't like. And, and certainly in 2020, it may have gotten worse in that kind of categorizing and dividing. But in the Magi, we see that everyone is welcome to know to see, to follow Jesus. You know, I don't think that most of us are really out there and, and divisive, but, you know, I have to tell you, and, and, and uh, this indicates my very poor judgment, that over the holidays I finally watched that series Tiger King about uh, Joe Exotic in his wild animal park. And yeah, it was a mistake to watch it because there isn't a single person in that whole series who is, is worthy of our, of our praise and attention. They're all a bunch of misfits and, and, and they're all doing all kinds of terrible things all the time. But then I had to stop and say, you know what? As much as I don't like anybody in the show, God invites all of them to know Jesus. And who am I to stand in the way of their opportunity to gaze upon the face of the child? The way I live and the things I do should be inviting everyone to know the grace of God. And so in 2021, we are encouraged to be people who welcome, who are open, who invite, who let everyone in, see in us and through us the face of Jesus. It might just change their 
lives. But the second thing is, once these wise men realize that this is the Savior of the world, this is God in the flesh, the next thing they do is give gifts to Jesus. Sure, the gifts they give are gold and frankincense and myrrh, very precious things. And some of us have precious things to give, but all of us have gifts from God to give for the glory of God and for the good of the kingdom of God in the world. I think many in this village are good about giving their gifts. Sometimes I'm, I'm amazed at how generous people are with their time and with their resources. Uh, it is truly a blessing. But I also want to say that in 2021, there might be new gifts that God brings into reality for each of us or for this village. Sometimes we think that gifts are a fixed thing, but, but, but the truth is God often gifts people later in life for things that need to happen for the kingdom. Uh, many years ago, I was leading a retreat in uh, Texas, and my job was once a day for five days to give like a talk, a spiritual talk to people. And then there was another fella who would later in the day give a second talk. Well, after the second day, the other fella left. He just decided to go home. And so they called on me, would you do two lectures a day, which I really wasn't prepared for. And so that third morning, after morning prayer, one of the women came up to me and she said, may I pray for you? For this day. And I said, yeah, sure. She laid on hands, and I felt power coming through her hands as she prayed over me. Now, I can tell you that is something I've only experienced once or twice in my life. And when she was done praying, I said to her, you have a gift. And I probably said something like, be careful in using that gift. And she said to me, it only came to me in about the past year. I opened myself to God in new ways, and suddenly, when I prayed with people, they could feel the power of God. I am convinced that God can gift us anew throughout our lifetime. And gifts don't have to be uh, something... Make, praying for people, intercessory prayer is a gift. Uh, there's... Not one of us in this village who isn't gifted by God for the good of the kingdom of God. But then there's a third thing, and that is this. These wise men, after gazing upon Jesus, realizing who he is, giving their gifts, they leave by another road. You see, once you know who Jesus is, once you gaze upon Jesus, you cannot go back to the life you lived before. You have to begin to travel down another road. It's, it's up to each of us to follow the road that God sets before us with the destination that only God knows and leads us toward day by day. Sure, sometimes we're back to the attractions of the world, 
but those are not the things of Christ. And so we walk a road of love and walk a road of joy and we walk a road of faith and compassion and mercy and ahead of us throughout the journey goes hope because we hope in the promises of God rather than the promises of the world. That is the road that leads us to the destination of the good life, the godly life. Leads us toward the kingdom of God. Leads us toward heaven. In 2021, we want to be on that road and stay on that road. We want to be looking down the road to where God might lead us and in ways we cannot even imagine right now. You know, last Wednesday, at the uh, evening study, we did the covenant renewal service, which is a traditional Wesleyan service at the, at the new year to renew our covenant with God, our commitment to God, our decision to be faithful followers of Christ. And I want all of us in this village to recommit our lives to Jesus, to what this year may hold if we keep his face in front of us day by day. And so... I offer you this prayer. I would ask you to repeat each line after me as we renew our covenant with the living God. I am no longer my own, but thine. Put me to what thou wilt. Rank me with whom thou wilt. Put me to doing. Put me to suffering. Let me be employed by thee or laid aside for thee, exalted for thee or brought low for thee. Let me be full. Let me be empty. Let me have all things, let me have nothing. I freely and heartily yield all things to thy pleasure and disposal. And now, O glorious and blessed God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Thou art mine, and I am thine, so be it. And the covenant which I have made on earth, let it be ratified in heaven. Amen. May you see the face of Christ in this year.